you are going to be taking men and women out of the flames of hell. You're going to be rescuing loved ones out of the clutches of Satan. I feel the anointing telling you this. You're going to see the sick healed on a scale you've never seen before. You're going to walk and lay hands on men and women on stretches and wheelchairs and with cancer and disease. You're going to see them healed in the name of the Lord. On yesterday's program, Pastor Benny Hinn began a teaching on how to release the anointing of God with great results as you take spiritual authority over demonic forces. That's why people are healed when someone goes up and says, Get up in Jesus' name. Don't you dare give me a no. Get those legs moving. You take your authority and they listen to you. And that's what it says in the book of Acts. Look on us. That's authority. Look on us. Don't, don't look at your sickness. Look on us. In Jesus' name. Boy, they took authority over that thing. You've got to take authority over the disease. Simple. Yeah, you've got to contend. You've got to fight those demons. Get them out of there. But I'm with you, and I'm going to drive them out. When you go in, I go in. Watch the salvation of the Lord. The Lord is a man of war. He's a man of war, I said. I said, he's a man of war. What must you do is go in and represent him. And when you represent him, he'll be there. God will not go in till you go in. God will not fight till you say in Jesus' name. Now join the audience at this recent Monday night service as Pastor Benny concludes his important message by teaching how we as believers have power and influence in the coming days as we progress to the third dimension of the anointing. When God sends that first anointing on your life, because there's three of them, three dimensions. Remember the first dimension. Remember, remember what Jesus, what, 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 what the Lord did. He came and breathed on them. In John 20, said, receive the Holy Ghost. At that moment, they were filled with the Spirit and, and were saved. That's the first anointing. Then they received the second dimension of the anointing. On the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, and the scripture says that at that moment after that is when they saw people saved. Then they saw people healed because that second anointing, second dimension brings the miraculous also. But then in Acts chapter 4, they were, an, they were anointed the third time when it says that the, that the upper room shook for the second time. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spake the word with boldness. This is Acts 4 now. And great grace was upon them all. They had just prayed the prayer, Father, stretch forth thine hand that signs and wonders may be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And it says the upper room shook and they began to preach the gospel and mighty things happened where they were put in prison, 
but angels came and took them out. They could not keep them behind those bars because of the anointing. The third anointing is a frightening one. The third anointing is a world-shaking one. There's a high price with it. After Acts 4, they began to be raised from the dead. They began to raise the dead. It was after Acts 4 that Tabitha was raised from the dead. It was after Acts 4, we saw the power of God healing all the sick. In Acts 5, all, all, all were healed. The, uh, the, 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 sh the shadow of Peter began to heal them all because of that third dimension. And that's what we're coming into in the next few months. I said the next few months. No, you didn't hear me. I said what? The next few It's coming on you. It's coming on your home and children. Get ready for it. You are going to be taking men and women out of the flames of hell. You're going to be rescuing loved ones out of the clutches of Satan. I feel the anointing telling you this. You're going to see the sick healed on a scale you've never seen before. You're going to walk and lay hands on men and women on stretches and wheelchairs and with cancer and disease. You're going to see them healed in the name of the Lord. You see, when that anointing came, when that first dimension came on the life of the apostles, they knew they were saved, but they were still afraid. They still were in hiding. And then on the day of Pentecost, they came out of hiding, but they were still afraid. Till the Holy Ghost came upon them. On the day of Pentecost, they became fearless. They were afraid from John 20 on. Then Acts 2, that fear left them. When Peter said, no, this same Jesus whom you have crucified as Lord and God. Fearless. Stephen was fearless. John, fearless. They didn't fear nobody. The world still mocked them, but they were fearless. Because they will mock you if you're still in, in that second dimension. They will mock you. They said, hey, they're all drunk. But when the third dimension hit, nobody mocked them anymore. When the third dimension hit, after Acts 4, it didn't say they mocked them. It says they feared them. I'm here to prophesy and tell you. The wicked are about to fear you. Those that have mocked you are about to fear you. Lift your hands, say, yes, Lord. You know what I say to the Lord when I see the anointing flowing on me? Here's what I say. I say, Lord, who am I and who is my father's house? Who am I to see this glory? Who am I to see all this power displayed? Because I recognize the fact it's his power. And the Spirit of the Lord, Samuel said to Saul, shall come upon thee, and thou shalt be turned into another man. You know what happened to the saints of old? When the Spirit of God came on these people, they became violent. They became demanding and forceful. Think about the fear that struck Israel. When Saul, still anointed, 
threaten the whole nation if they did not come to follow him. It says, the spirit of the Lord came and his anger, his anger was stirred in him. Sometimes anger is the sign of the anointing. There's a job to do out there. Don't you dare be afraid. Moses, even though a meek man, the Bible says he was a bold man. So bold in the Lord. Think about, think about the strength of that man who came against those priests. 250 noble priests. Think about what happened to him when he stood against them and commanded, spoke out judgment against them. Dear God, when that earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, it was the result of what? Of a man anointed by God to speak judgment. You don't speak judgment when you're being sweet about it. How about Peter? That anger came up in him. Were you not afraid, he said to Ananias, to lie against the Holy Ghost? There's anger there. Because it says the rest feared when they saw the part of God. His wife came in, Sapphira. How is it that you've consulted with your husband to lie to the Holy Ghost? Slept dead. Or Paul. You child of the devil, he said. Commanding darkness to come upon that person. For opposing the gospel. Or the woman in Acts 16. Who went about saying, these be the servants of the Lord. Who will show us the way of salvation. He had it with her. He was grieved in his spirit and spoke judgment on her. happen again. Those that will stand against the anointing are going to be judged. That day is coming, brother. We're near it. We're close to it. If I be a man of God, Elijah said, let fire come down from heaven and it consumed all these men. That's power. That's a man who wasn't afraid of nobody. That anointing it's powerful when it comes like that. And that's the third dimension that's coming to the church. We've all experienced, we've all experienced the first one. All of us. Everybody has experienced uh, being anointed like, uh, like David among our brethren. And, you know, the Bible says that King David was anointed in 1 Samuel among his brothers. And that anointing is always for war. Every one of it is for war. The anointing is for war. Say it. Yeah. When he was anointed the first time, it was what? It was to fight Goliath. He was anointed the second time to fight who? The house of Saul. He was anointed the third time to fight who? Don't you remember he fought the enemies of God throughout the land, the Philistines included? The Jebusites who could not 
be overcome even by Joshua. That third anointing was so strong to drive them out. He took the strongholds of Zion by the anointing, by the third glorious dimension of the Spirit's anointing. That anointing, the third dimension of it came on Elisha, the prophet. Listen, listen, listen. Elijah the prophet could not defeat Jezebel. But Elisha did. Because he received the third dimension. He said to Elijah, I want a double portion. I want double what you have. Elijah was operating under the second dimension. The second dimension can call far from heaven. But the second dimension cannot destroy witchcraft. Jezebel was destroyed. Witchcraft was erased out of the land because of the third anointing. I'm here to tell you the anointing of God is about to get so strong, it's going to eliminate witchcraft. From among you, from around you, from your homes and families. You're going to have authority over the atmosphere of certain places. No, you didn't hear what I said. Jerusalem became the center of Holy Ghost activity in the book of Acts. So much so, the atmosphere was charged with the miraculous that they brought them on beds and so on and were healed through the shadow of a man. Jerusalem became the capital of miraculous, powerful miracles of healing. They came in sick and left Jerusalem healed. They came in to Jerusalem weak and they left strong. God is going to do it again. Today, San Francisco, California is a demonic stronghold. Yet cities in America in the past, and will happen again, will see miraculous things happen, such as Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Kansas City, Missouri was a center of miracles. So was, so was Pittsburgh. Toronto, Canada shook the whole nation. These things... Every city that was a center of the Holy Ghost will be again a center of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Southern California was a center of the Holy Ghost. More happened in Southern California than almost any place in this country. This is where you had Amy Semple McPherson. This is where you had Melody Land. This is where you had some of the greatest move of the Spirit of God in this part of California. God is going to do it again. The Lord does not give up easily, people. He's coming back to take over his own territory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Lord, we pray the anointing will increase, intensify. Thank you for what you did, Lord. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, Lord, intensify it, Jesus. Intensify it, Lord, around the world. That your people will be healed. By the millions delivered, by the millions saved. This revival, Lord, will continue throughout the land and the world in the name of Jesus. Receive that new anointing. Receive. Receive that fresh 
touch of the Holy Ghost. Receive that fresh touch from heaven upon your life and ministry. Receive that fresh anointing for your family and loved ones and future. Be healed today. Be delivered today from all your oppression. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost to heal all oppressed of the devil. Be healed today. Be healed from your oppression. Be free from your oppression. Be free. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Receiving a mighty, 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 and I say mighty, do anointing on your life. Lift your hands and call it down, people. Come on. Lift your hands and call that new anointing down. Come on. Play it again. Pick up the key and play it again. Holy Spirit, welcome. Lord, we welcome you. We welcome you. I'll see you again tomorrow. Don't miss the programs this week. Don't miss one of them. Thank you, Jesus. The power of God is yours. It's yours for the asking. It's yours for the taking. Today you heard a teaching on the part of God. The anointing of God must be understood. And once you know how to flow in it, it's so easy. Because all you have to do is simply spread your wings. Just surrender. You know, we, we don't know where the wind comes from or where it's going and how high it will go. All we have to do is surrender to the wind. And that is what Jesus said in John 3. That the believer is like the wind. You see, when the power of God comes on you, dependent on your surrender, God will use you in a mighty way to touch lives around the world. Not only will your life be blessed, your life be imparted. Think about having a mighty prayer life. Think about opening this Bible and understanding it. Because the Bible says that the anointing which abides in you, 1 John 2, 27, will teach you all things. In other words, you open this Bible, you'll understand things that are hard to understand for most people, but you will, you will have such an easy time understanding it because the anointing opens our eyes to truth, protecting us from deception, from harm, from demon power, and on and on, bringing us freedom from bondage. Jesus, by the anointing, healed all oppressed of the devil. If the anointing can bring healing to all who are oppressed, think what that anointing can do in your life. All you have to do is receive it. Ye shall receive power is an awesome promise that the Lord gave us. The power of God is the gift of God to your life. And all we have to do is simply ask for it. Surrender and you'll have it. You'll receive it. Let me pray with you. Let's believe God right now together for the anointing on your life. Precious Jesus, Lord, you said if we agree, it'll be done. And we're coming to agreement right now that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come upon that person watching the program. Lord, my God, let the anointing come upon them mightily. Lord, heal that sickness in Jesus' name. Remove that bondage in Jesus' name. By the anointing, Lord, meet that financial need in Jesus' name. Lord, you said all we need is your power. Oh, precious Holy Spirit, Anoint us today with your power for the glory of Jesus, our Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You're looking at a teaching I want to send you on the anointing because I believe God is sending a fresh anointing on your life. Listen, the days that are coming are dark days, but not for you. You're going to have bright days, brighter than ever. And the more you walk with God, the brighter 
you will, you will walk into this brightness. The Bible says that the way of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. There is no darkness for you. There's only light. Walk in that anointing. And that's why I want you to have the whole teaching. Make sure to have it today. The announcer will tell you how you can get it. Now, before we go, the greatest miracle is salvation. Remember, that's the greatest miracle. If you do not know our wonderful Jesus, he says to you now, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. What a wonderful promise. Have you heard anybody else say that? No, only Jesus has spoken those words. Come to him today. Just right now, just say, dear Jesus, I come to you, Lord. I'm a sinner, precious Lord. Forgive my sins, which are many. Cleanse me now from all of them, Lord, and wash me with your blood. Make me clean, I pray, and I will be clean. Come into my heart today and save my soul. Save my wretched soul, I pray, and make me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear God, I feel the anointing, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Spirit right now. Fill them to overflowing in the name of Jesus. Don't you love the Lord? It's so precious to us. And today, please sow a seed for the work of God. I'm traveling to the world, having great crusades on television daily around the world. The gospel is being preached and to Jesus be the praise. And as you sow, you ignite the laws of prosperity. You activate the laws of prosperity. Every time you read anything about prosperity, it depends on faith. God is looking for the amount of faith your seed releases. It's not the amount of money you give. It's how much faith it releases inside of you and through you. So when you give, God looks at that faith. Listen, our need, yes, it'll touch his heart. Our faith will move his hand. All you have to do today is sow seed. God wants to prosper you. He rejoices in your prosperity. It's his pleasure to bless your life financially. All things to enjoy, the Bible says. He's given us all things to enjoy. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and He wants you to enjoy it. But all you have to do, release your faith, igniting your faith with, with, a, with a seed. Release that seed out of your hand, and God will release the harvest out of His hand. Do it today. Post Office Box 16, 2000, Irving, Texas. Remember, greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. Keep watching the program. You'll be blessed, I promise. Bye-bye. Pastor Benny Hinn's comprehensive teaching on operating in the anointing is a series you must have to understand and activate the power of the Holy Spirit. The 12 CD series is regularly $75 and the study manual is $25. But if you'll order now, you can have both for the special television price of only $85. Call or order online today. Pastor Benny Hinn invites you to join over 3 million Facebook users around the world who like Benny Hinn Ministries. Go to the ministry website and click the Facebook link. And if you follow Pastor Benny, you'll receive alerts when he is broadcasting live. Don't miss this opportunity to receive inspiring messages, scriptures, teachings, announcements, and Pastor Benny's live teachings on Facebook. Like and follow Benny Hinn Ministries today. Look who's with me, my dearest friend, <laughs> Melon Hickum, I have known for many years, and she wants to talk to you and pray with you. 
And I would just like to pray about your prosperity and sowing seed at this time, how important it is. So I know seed, when I've sown seed, that's when I get harvest, and I want you to have a big harvest. So, Father, I just pray for everyone who's looking at me right now. You will put in their heart the seed they should sow, but not just sowing seed, but expecting harvest. I ask this in Jesus' name. I thank you, and I rebuke the enemy that would steal or devour anything from us. I believe our best days are ahead, and our worst days are behind. So I'm going to ask you in Jesus' name to say goodbye, bad days. Amen. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Why is giving important biblically? Biblically, giving is important because if you want to harvest, and he teaches that, he did it himself, he gave his son and harvested us, it's a principle that is only going to bring blessing in your life. It's, I know when I first started to travel, I went to a church and they received an offering for my radio, just a little ministry, and they didn't give it to me. And they, I called them and they said, oh, we'll send it, we'll send it, but they never sent it. And so the Lord said to me, you know, if you give it, just give it to them in your heart, then you can have a harvest mm. because it's a gift. It's not something owed you. So I said, okay, Lord, I just sow that in them. That was the beginning of my radio ministry. I think that was a very important seed. So giving to me is the only way to have harvest and to reap. When people give to the Lord, you talked about expectation. Why is that so important to expect it? Because faith has to be involved. You know, faith pleases God. Everything we do, we get born again because of faith. You give in faith and expect in faith. Do we expect the harvest to come back within a certain time, or is that up to God? I think that's up to God. You know, I would like to say time limits, but I haven't really seen that. And we sowed my husband's retirement. That was $300,000. And that God said for me to do it, that he would take care of me. And my son-in-law said, I don't want you living in our basement. He was teasing me. But I sowed that seed, and that's when God opened my biggest doors. Why so many Christians today are in trouble financially? I because they don't they don't sow. They don't sow in faith. They don't speak the word over it. They don't expect a harvest. I sow expecting, and I receive. Why do we speak the word? Why must we speak the word over it? Because the word is the faith part of it. And so when we speak the word, the word cannot return void. That's very important. Well, let's give that way. Listen, I've seen this work in my own life. And I'm glad that dear Marilyn said the same thing because when I have given to the Lord over the years and I've learned much from Oral Roberts about oh, yeah. expectation, the harvest. Right. He said to me one day, he said, how many times did the Lord Jesus say give in Luke 6 through 8? I said, one time. He said, how many times did he say receive? I said, I don't know. He said, look at that again. Mm. And I could not see it till he showed it to me. It shall be given unto you good measure 
pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall man give to your bosom. Seven times the Lord focuses on the harvest. So I want to pray with Melon again yes. that God will give you a harvest. Father, in Jesus' name, it's your power, Lord. Bless your people with a harvest as they sow today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, and God love you, and be looking for the harvest. It's on the way. <laughs>